Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Hello, everyone, and welcome to an extremely special episode of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. And I'm Baby Shoot Doot Doo 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 Doo. Ian, I actually hate you now. <laughs> actually, that was a wrong joke of you to make, and I think you should apologize. I know. No, I do Thank apologize. You. I am the problem. Anywho. Um, if we haven't lost you already. Uh, yes. Uh, well, and we are here, as always, to uh, discuss Glee. We are here specifically yes. to discuss Season 5, Episode 10? 10. 510. <laughs> it is entitled Trio. Um... This episode originally aired March 4th, 2014, except we are not alone to discuss this episode today. That is correct. We have a returning champion, a legend, an icon. We love all our guests, but like, I I, I shit you not, like some of the hardest I've ever laughed has been on the episodes with this gent right here, welcome back, J.W. Crump. Hey, everybody. That was so, that's the nicest intro I think I've ever gotten. That's amazing. I, Ian, yeah, you I, need to write my eulogy. This is done, lovely. Done. Like, legit, we've started using, like, the so the episode that you were first on in season one, we've started referring to the act of just explaining off a situation or a character as Susie Peppering. Yeah. yeah. So we now use that as like a term or verb. Um, and also, so JW did like this pilot presentation a, b- a couple years ago, and um, I was lucky enough to be a part of it. And I was thinking this past week about my uh, power ballad piano cover of the Power Rangers Turbo theme song. And how much fun that was. So I still have other friends that attended that presentation who talk about that specifically. You just just release the cover. Sure. I will. Just release it. This is going to be a year for like recording music for me. Also, so. Ian, you said in 2024 you wanted to be more unhinged. So I think that really will fit your brand all around. <laughs> and there's truly Fuck so yes. many covers in so many different styles of the Power Ranger theme songs, but no like ballad stuff. On it. Yeah. Good. On it. So, Glee Aggressive fans, be on the lookout for that. Um, yes. JW, you're here to complete what I have considered the JW uh, cinematic universe within, <laughs> <laughs> within Glee Aggressive episodes. I love the fact that, so if listeners don't know, the first time I was on was Ballad. Mm-hmm. Ballads? Yes. I don't remember if it was I think ballad. it was just a singular ballad. And then right. I was in dynamic duets mm-hmm. which was in the fourth season and now this one's just called trio yeah one two threes baby and it's quoi the, and this was the loosest of all of them in terms of oh <laughs> indeed this is and i was talking about ian with this last time we recorded that this really feels like the show is sort of just like death marching along just flopping <laughs> along to try to get to the mid-season <laughs> where they can like shake things up spoiler ian um yeah and, I figured. Uh, 
the the plots of the last couple episodes have been real just clunkers what's well, happening it's who knows really fascinating to watch an episode in the middle of a season like this especially in season five where you're doing two plot lines at once high school and new york and at least just... two yeah right and this one also a, a will one which oh my in the later seasons you don't get a lot of schuster storylines and you're just like oh my goodness you know what's funny i realized this will be my only time of the three episodes i'll have guested on this podcast where the episode includes Sue Sylvester. Yeah. The other, the other two didn't include wow. her. I've never gotten to talk about her. Wow. Oh, wow. I'm happy for you. And she's not a big part of it. And I had a moment where I was like, if she is not in this episode. <laughs> right. I just never get to mention her. I'm you the one glee. never get to see Jane Lynch. Yeah. I'm just like, he had an antagonist? <laughs> when? <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's get into yeah. it. We have a quick glee cap. Santana and Rachel, Nationals. There's meta commentary. Hooray. We open proper on Emma's back. Emma has not been around. Yeah, and this is like the first we've seen her all season, and this is what she's brought back for. Right. She's brought back to say, hey, Will, it's time. Okay, but I be- beef to pick. So many. But first of all, we really open on Will teaching his high school class about one of my favorite historical subjects, the Donner Party. <laughs> the Oregon Trail. Oh. It was so weird to actually see him teaching legitimately for five seconds. I yeah. was like, what is this? Who wrote, who had to write this section? And I also forgot that he was no longer a Spanish teacher. And so in my head, I was like, where are we going with this in terms of Spanish language models? I did not speak Spanish. It was the Donner Party. <laughs> not what they are Most known Most Donner for. Party. So why does Emma interrupt their class? This very important history class about Karina's favorite subject. They be fucking yuck. I hate that we know this. Much like I hate right. to know this about people in real life, I also hate to know this about these TV characters. I'm gonna go on record right now. I'm not anti baby. Mm-hmm. I am very <laughs> anti you telling me that you're trying to have a baby because the information I, that that shares is unnecessary. I yes. had a colleague who would not shut up about his like um journey a fertility journey and he could never just say i'm going to the doctor i have a doctor's appointment today i'm not going to be available it'd be like i'm going with my wife to the fertility doctor Hmm. and i'm like i don't need that info and also i can tell you like not to be like too critiquing glee for not understanding how science works there is a hundred percent no way you have to be that precise you do not have to stop your work day to do to do this right sitcoms now sitcoms love this though sitcoms act like the window of fertility is 30 minutes yes <laughs> and yeah. you gotta get it in you better go Ay. right now yeah um, and do something that's fully illegal yes fully a fireable oh, offense yeah. fully especially because becky jackson is just like hey what's going on in there and just walks An in on unlocked them unlocked door are they insane why is the door An unlocked door and then, I just, why is the door unlocked? That's like 101. I can't believe this is what Jamie Mays had to come back for. That part. That we haven't gotten to see Emma and her very useful guidance counseling all season, but she has to come in to play um, an, anxious, an anxious woman. And she's not, by this point, she's no longer like main cast, right? She's fully no. recurring special guest, right? Yeah. She's got to be. I think she's probably still in the credits as main cast, but she has not been here. I loved I love Glee 
how if you watch the bottom of the opening credits, there's just name after name after yep. name of people that fully are not going to speak in this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, and, of course, they get caught. They bring them, mm-hmm. like, Sue has them in her office. And Sue continues to just be me. The, wa- watching this episode, <laughs> it's like looking into a mirror, watching Sue having reactions to this conversation. A rare time when I was just on board for Sue the yes. entire time. Especially when when they start talking about the post-35 of it all, which is also a myth oh, yeah. from what I've read. I, I like did a deep dive on that. And yeah. then knowing the history of this character and the person who is in the room yeah. with him, Emma is like, it could give the baby down syndrome. Girl. And I'm like... <laughs> Girl. Although, the, the then... Um... Sue being like, what's wrong with Down syndrome? And the quick cut to Becky being like, yeah, what's wrong with it? Yeah, what's wrong with Down syndrome? But also, this is fully a retcon because season one, Mm -hmm. what's that? Like, technically three years ago? Like, we're not full. We learned that Will was 30. And in this episode, he says he is 37. We aged him a lot. I mean, which is like my exact age. And I had a moment where I was like, you look so much older than that <laughs> because I know I mean, exactly how old 37 looks. I mean, that's what I thought when I was watching the show at 30 and he was like, I'm 30. I'm like, how sir. How old is Matthew Morrison? Older. Okay. I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine if he's like actually way younger? Let me look this up real quick. How, I can is, tell you. 45. He is. Okay. I mean, you know who, he basically was this age then. Yeah. Sure. Because you know who's 37 right now is Leah Michelle. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So they get no actual trouble. No. They get no actual trouble, especially because Emma's like, well, we did have a successful emission, and Sue was just like, get I out. I threw up on my phone. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine saying that to your boss. Absolutely Your not. boss. I didn't even want to tell oh my, my boss God. I was pregnant at all. Like, <laughs> despite the fact that she was clearly going to find out at some point, I was like, right. we don't need to talk about this. Right. Oh, man. And then we jump right into jumping, jumping. I mean, my first question is why. It, it is with Blamtina, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's good enough. It's good. You want um, a fun trivia fact? Yes. This is the first Destiny's Child song I ever heard was jumping, jumping. Oh, it's not a cool. bad one for your first one. No. Yeah, Flats, that's great. Goes, goes hard. It, I mean, it was the one that was at school dances i feel like yeah. like this is a very school dance Absolutely. number to me i yes i appreciated that this was the exact level of capabilities that i feel like these three are at in the glee club like the dancing and everything i was like this is i like it when it's a very diegetic this is exactly how good this performance would actually be <laughs> mm-hmm yeah Totally. And, like, happy for Tina. She gets a lot to do in this. This is a, and a big Tina episode. I, I like that Sam defaults to stripper moves whenever he's doing anything. Very in character. Yes. Very in character. Have y'all talked a, a lot any about the Tina style journey over the seasons? Yes, because it was brought up last episode, like... Or a couple it's episodes been brought where up it was, a couple like, times Tina, just throughout. Because I love these seasons, what they do. Yeah. Like, this mod, yeah. bright color kind of thing. I always think Jenna looks great. She does. She does. And honestly, like, people, they, like, Glee likes to make it a joke of, like, weren't you goth and then, like, steampunk and now this. But, like, frankly, that seems like a very reasonable journey of, like, a girl who was just playing with fashion 
It's not that she believed deeply in the goth lifestyle. It's just that she likes a vibe, and now this is her new vibe. Yeah. yeah. Let's not all act like we didn't used to have other clothing styles. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, to be fair, I really didn't, so... <laughs> <laughs> Which surprising no one, especially because Karina's known yeah, me for like true. fifteen years now. Ian has basically dressed like this forever. I, re- I like regret this. nothing. You didn't even have like embarrassing long hair at some point. I, I had like the Justin Bieber, Eric Foreman, mm. Shaggy hair in high school. Yeah, I had that. No, that's a different vibe, Ian. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. I learned something today about myself. Um, <laughs> that I've grown. <laughs> that, I've... <laughs> that I've grown. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's good. Yeah, they do a fine. good job with it. And I like yeah. that the reason they're like, we can't sing that at nationals. They're like, no, we're just doing this for fun because we three yeah. characters. I love that. Never, like, I've never done that before. And, and then we get the only kitty line that I'm going to get this entire episode. And it's the funniest joke of the episode because Becca Tobin, because, because what's Alex Newell's character's name? Unique. Unique. Oh, of course. Um, Unique says something that (laughs) says, well, good, because they were talking about, it's not appropriate for nationals. And she's like, uh, Unique's like, yeah, I'm not going to be swaying in the background while you were three yachting up there. And Kitty, yes. Kitty with like a headache goes, why does everything you say have to sound like that? <laughs> and it feels like she's commenting on the writing yes. of the show. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like Becca Tobin was tired that day. It was just like, why? Why is this what I have to listen what to? What old right. straight white man writes you, Alex yes, Newell? God. The same one that dresses her to look like a secretary. Oh, absolutely. Why is she always going to a church brunch? Oh my God, that is it. Because it was 2014 and we were doing business casual at the club. We've talked about this. But the chunky jewelry. Business casual and the club is jumping, jumping, jumping. It's exactly that. It's that someone is like, I notice girls are wearing business casual to the club. So they're like, great. How do we translate that to this character? We don't understand how to dress. And then they got, they went too far and ended up at, sec- at elementary school secretary. In my head canon, Unique got it from her mother's closet. Yeah. And this is all Ooh. the clothing she has available to her. I'm going to use she, her pronouns for Unique. Yeah. I'm not sure what the character's yeah. using at this point. But I know Alex Newell as a person uses all of them. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. I appreciate that as someone who like knows how to write because JW is an incredible writer. Thank you. I, of course, and I, like not that the writers of Glee are bad writers, but I do, I wish I could say I think they I I wish they were thinking that deeply into it. Yeah, it's just that's the the thing with Glee. I watch all these episodes and I'm like, there's so much good stuff here that just never comes together. Correct. Right. And it's only it feels like every right uh, every writer wants to start over. <laughs> yes. I think this might actually be the first episode this writer has written, in fact. Mm. Oh, yeah. So. And it was directed by Ian Brennan. Who's... So, like, that, like, there is sort of, like, classic Glee camera choices that feel reminiscent of, like, the first couple seasons. Those, I like, know, wild close-ups they used yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the past couple episodes have been reminiscent mm. of that, which is nice to see. Um, but, yeah. Um, so... We they talk about being the power of a trio and Artie's like, well, you know, it's twenty five less, twenty five percent less powerful than a quartet, I mean, well, which I learned in senior math. Which class. is fair because they're all like, we're the seniors and we're doing our one last hurrah. And Artie's like, hi, yeah, <laughs> hello, okay, right. So yeah, shave them, Artie. Yeah, I love truly. that they literally push 
already away and say you had your chance, which I assume meant because you used to date Tina, but I was very confused. Or like he had a song last episode with Tina, so like he already had his bonding moment. He's done. Yeah. Fine. But but we get so little like Artie and Blaine, I feel like. Yeah. I Maybe their voices are too just too diametrically opposed. Also, like, we'll talk about it more as we go, I'm sure, but, like, there was so much of this storyline that I wish we had just gotten more of if we hadn't invested so much time in fucking Marley and Jake and Ryder. Well, I feel like the show is also realizing that, because, as you have noted, um, I don't think any of those characters have spoken in two and a half episodes. So, and... yes. There's, Marley in the background out. just trying to do character <laughs> acting is like, what's a dork? What, what would a dork do here? <laughs> right? Yeah. 100%. They're just getting paychecks. The fact that, like, they still throw Kitty a line every episode is just testament to uh, the fact that they need a, a snarker on stage at all times. Yes. But Marley, Jake, and the other one, Ryder, they're not getting anything. Their yeah. plots have been Fine. fully abandoned. Oh, yeah, because remember that he was cheating on her and all that. Anyway, Rachel's rehearsing Funny Girl with a band. At Niata? At Niata? Remember her? Um, a band that she owns? Question mark? A, well, a band that, like, she explains that she convinced the director to convince the producer to have on retainer at all times. That's not of how it that's works. Not how that works. Especially if you're that new to the Broadway. But she's Rachel Berry. I'm sure. I'm sure y'all have already talked about this, but... I am very firmly planted in the everyone should have stayed at Niata. I think Niata actually mm-hmm. really worked as a plot device. And to give the character of Rachel all the success so quickly is just so weird. It's a bold and confusing choice. Yes. To give your main character to, everything yes. she's ever wanted, like midway through the With a season and a <laughs> yeah, half right? to go. Yeah, it, yeah. She's so worried about. The Sant- the whole plot line is the hatred between Rachel and Santana. Yes. But part of me wants to be like, Rachel, focus on this job and be and be so good at it that Santana will never get to perform. End of journey. Yes. Yeah. You can probably afford an apartment on your own too. I don't understand. We're gonna oh, have man. a lot That's of questions. That's the thing. About this. I mean, yes, because we've talked before about how like why is she still at the diner more than she's, she's at, at the diner because her producers oh. wanted her to because Fanny worked and so it's for character building or whatever. Yes. Yes, technically, but, like, even in 2014, a Broadway principal minimum contract was a good 2100 minimum. Like, y- girl, just just be Fanny. Just be Fanny. Do you get, like, an advance like you do? How do you get paid? Do they give you a chunk of money and then give you more? I don't understand. It depends. It depends. I mean, like, usually in that situation, it's going through an agent. So either you're getting yeah. your paycheck through the company manager every week or it's coming through your agency. Let's just ask Leah Michelle now. She's literally doing this yes. currently. Uh, yeah, let me text her real quick. Thank you. Hey, girl. <laughs> you better put it in emoji form so you so she understands. Oh, thank you for reminding <laughs> me. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Um, hey, girl. Perfect. Um, thank you. Um Here's the real dollar question. sign emoji question Here's the real mark. question. That, yes, Leah Michelle Rachel Perry got a fancy new job and she moved out of her questionable loft of price. How does star right. child Elliot Adam Lambert afford an apartment on his own? What is he doing that, that he is living alone in unknown yeah, what New is York, he doing? part of New York City with a leather right? couch? 
I also love that in this episode, they've almost completely given up on calling him Starchild oh. and just call him Elliot, except for one time, yeah. because that was a right. silly idea. <laughs> right. And he's gone from 100%. this, like, weirdo character to just a normal gay man. Yes. He's just, like, a very yeah. normal man in a hat sometimes. <laughs> Who, like, rock and rolls. Right. <laughs> Truly. A hundred percent. And it's, like... Good for him. Like, it's nice to to see, like, the one grounded character because, like, Rachel Berry has fully shanghaied his apartment, taken the bed. Oh, my God, bed. the visual joke of, like, her tucking this large man to bed on this small couch, though. Yes. I do love, I like it when they write Rachel Berry to just be awful. Yes. I actually, it's the funniest She's version of her. She's way more fun that way. It, yes, it feels true. We'll say. Also, um, they have Elliot and... Uh, Rachel have a duet in the episode trio. Of course. Yes. Um, and my note on that was Glee. Fuck it. Here's the thing. I thought this epi- this performance happened last episode. So I sat quietly waiting <laughs> last week, Ian, waiting for this song to happen. <laughs> then it didn't. So I was like, damn, where's that song? And then here it was. I don't really care about a lot of things in this episode. And I don't even really care that this is a duet. I think I just like watching Adam Lambert human being performed the song barracuda yeah he's great he gets to sing so much in this episode so much i'll I'll go on record i love most of the music in this one this is a good episode for music for this is a good itunes singles they were given it this episode oh yes but at the same time this performance i was like this is why people hate theater kids (laughs) because it's just them like screlting in a studio yeah but also, sorry, it's Adam Lambert doing no, a I mean, pretty good do, cover of Barracuda it, and yes, Liam Michelle. Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. You're, I'll give, I'll give you all that. You're correct. Although there was one line I think about an octopus, and I was like, "Why are they singing about sea creatures?" And I was like, "Barracuda's a fish." I thought yeah. this was a song about cars. Um, <laughs> this is a song about fish, Amazing. isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty literal. Heart mended, literally. <laughs> Uh, we then cut to Blam trying on graduation gowns just to see how they fit, and then it gets real for them, and then Tina enters and sees this and breaks down Honestly, crying yet again. Like, I know the Tina crying gag is, like, a long-running thing, but, like, it's mm. most sort of, it hits the best. It kind of pays off a little bit in this episode because we all know that, like, one girl who was a little too emotional about graduating high school. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. this, like, well, makes sense to me now. And I appreciate the callbacks to, like, those seniors that you were so close to that graduated last year, Mm -hmm. Sam. Are you talking Mm -hmm. to any of them? Yeah. Because this is a real thing that happens, and that's a real thing. It's also an easy way for the writers to be like, this is why we haven't explored those characters. They're going to do it later with Rachel and Santana in probably the best scene of the episode. When they're just Mm -hmm. like, remember Quinn? Oh, I guess we just weren't friends. (laughs) She lives a literal one hour away and we haven't spoken. Yeah. Haven't bothered to speak to her yet. I mean, yeah, Tina spits some truth. Like, yeah, there's the people who hang on to their high school friendships really well and, like, manage them well into adulthood. And then there's, like, people that just don't. And don't. No matter how much you talk a good game about, like, loving each other and being best friends forever, it doesn't always happen that way. Yeah. Right. This these friendships are based on a project. Yes, these are friendships that are based on a club you're in, which is magical and wonderful, but temporary. Yep. absolutely. And it's also really based on proximity, yeah. as Tina, like Tina says, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're there. Well, the glue that holds high school friendships together yeah. is high school, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's uh, it, my bro. favorite. And she actually nails it. You don't have to make any effort to catch up with somebody because they'll just be in the hallway. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I like that Blaine is like, no, don't, or Sam, I don't remember. They're like, no, we'll keep in touch with uh, Facebook and through blogs. I'm like, who is keeping touch? Oh, Blaine says blogs. I was like, what is happening? You know how you just how? sit down and write your little blog so your friends can check up on you? Ooh, what did Blaine do today? Right. And then Sam pitches something that I actually use to catch up with the friends, which is making stupid little videos and sending them to them. And I'm like, rip, that's a yes. real thing. Rip to Vine, first of all. Vine oh, shout man. out. Should, yes. We all miss it. Uh, fuck but yes. yes. And then we get the first lore drop that they're going to try to build up in this one episode only that Sam likes dim things. <laughs> <laughs> right. All of a sudden, this is Tina's so creepily delivered. Play. Yes. <laughs> it's so creepily delivered, but like, this does not feel inaccurate for a bunch of theater kids, like, parting ways. Like, hey, great boobs you got oh there. <laughs> like, Absolutely not. And, and, T- and Tina responding with, oh my God, thank you. I did like Tina's initial reactions of this of like, I am attractive. Thank, Thank you. you. Good for her. Um, we love a high self-esteem Tina. My only note for this scene is it really felt like they should have started singing Grease at the end of it. Like, could you imagine? Oh, man. Like if they had just gone into a little bit of the final number from Grease. If we had a completely different situation with Grease and it had been like a Blaine, Sam and Tina vehicle and they were the three leads... That would have paid off so nicely to have a glee, like a, a glee too. Yeah. A, a glee too. Yeah, that would have been cool. But we had to have Marley and whatever she was dating at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, whatever love triangle that was. Have they introduced Brie yet? Oh, oh she's yeah. come and gone. Yeah, she had Brie... her pregnancy scare. She's done. Yeah, uh, let me just say right now, she is one of my favorite characters <laughs> of all time because. Why? You came in. You were awful. She got to sing. Yep. And then she, she left. Sing. Literally. And then on like a big ass Janet Jackson number too. They build her up. She has no character except for bitch. And then she's like, now I'm going to sing in this Rhythm Nation nasty mashup and disappear like on a wing on a cloud. I haven't looked it up. I bet that actor, whoever was portraying Brie, got a better gig. And just left. Aaron- I bet she was meant to be around longer and join the Glee Club and whatever. She, I think that might actually be true, because her name sounds familiar. Oh, she's from she's from Long Island. Hey. Um. God, she was on seven. She was on an episode of Bones. And thank God. Her, I mean, I love Bones. <laughs> yes, we love Bones this here. This is a very pro Bones podcast. Um, <laughs> pro Bones cast. Every, every every so often, I get in a mood. I just watch like a full five episodes of Bones in a row. And like that's oh. a, that's a perfect amount of Bones. Just like a little like yeah. tasty See, treat, num, num, yes. num, and then you can leave because it doesn't really matter. But it's also yeah. like my comfort show. So like I've rewatched the show a thousand times. I couldn't tell you who the killer is for anything. I can't watch that one it's season just, that ha- where it happened. Things bad happened to that one intern because it makes me sad. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, she was on Riverdale. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, sure, 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 sure. sure. Of course, I assume that would pay better. She was on forty. <laughs> she was on forty episodes of Riverdale. Well, that will definitely Good. pay better. She got a check, but the later, but it was like the back end half of Riverdale. So, oh my God, is that what this what this actress does? She just gets on the back end of very good TV shows by the <laughs> time they're off the rails. Yes, absolutely. Congratulations <laughs> to Aaron Westbrook. Um, I was uh, actually just in the last three seasons of Supernatural. <laughs> she was in an episode of Supernatural, also, actually. <laughs> bless, bless. That's our girl. That's our girl. We stand. Um, so I might need help because my only note next is 
hey, you know what's a big overstep? That. And I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> okay, well, before that first, they decide that, uh, to Blamtina decides that to say goodbye to McKinley, they're going to do something epic. Senior lock-in. Mm-hmm. Senior lock-in, huzzah. So over the overstep, I'm sure, is something with, Will oh. in the teacher's lounge talking about conceiving a baby. This is the worst place to have this conversation for everyone involved, except perhaps Will, yeah. who seems Truly. to not understand social conventions. I appreciated the actual realness of, because I think this is a real thing, that when people are, even though I don't want to hear about it, trying to have a child, and they put so much pressure on it. Yeah. And Emma's feeling weird, and he's feeling weird, and he immediately suggests doctors and both. I always love seeing Beast, so I'm happy for her inclusion. Oh, yes. in the yeah, I mean, my thought on this as a person is that when, like, when people are having trouble conceiving, which these people are not, by the way, because it appears they've been trying for eight minutes, according to the timeline of this episode. <laughs> and yeah. they really, like, but when everyone's always like, when things are going badly for a couple, badly is in big quotes, when things are going difficult, a lot of times people, especially non-medical people, just like to be like, you just have to relax. Like, just relax. Which, mm. like, is maybe true, but also after a certain point comes off as like, it. What? thanks. Thanks for letting me know <laughs> that that's, like, the magic. Um, and especially for, like, Emma, who has a history of, like, mental health issues it's probably not not super what she wants to hear but also definitely what she wants to hear is not will being like i know let's go to a doctor immediately everyone this all sucks for everyone and it definitely isn't a conversation you should be having in your teacher's lounge yeah it's it's awkward poor beast for having to sit through that another thing that we brought we brought dot marie jones back for this for this like why and then the next note I just have is like, LOL, Sue saying a lot of stuff here, and it's all unhinged. There's an ape wife, a cervix snapping shut, her, and her fucking Michael Bolton. Yes. Well, here's the thing. Like, the writers at some point just were thinking, how awful can we make Sue at any moment? Mm-hmm. And the stuff that Sue says to Shannon Beast's character is too awful to ever be funny. Correct. Right. And it's just because Glee always does this. And I think we've talked about it literally the other two episodes I was on. But they always like to make jokes about the actor Mm -hmm. and how they actually look and how they actually talk and how they actually whatever. And it always, the B stuff always felt to me too close to just who Dot Marie Jones is. I think that's it. Yeah. 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 Ugh. That makes it even more uncomfortable. Jesus. Yeah, it's just I don't. It she's such a good actor. She and has it's some just, of the best like acting moments of this series. Yeah, and like I, I always I don't know. I, it was just such an odd choice to me. And if I was her and I got these scripts, I'd be like, "What the hell? Uh, yeah. Why are you what? making fun Ouch. of me all the time yeah, as a right. person?" Right. But her advice is. You gotta calm down to knock her up. Take the pressure off of both of you. Stop trying to start trying. This <laughs> falls into the yuck bucket for me of just like... Not the yuck it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, thank you. Other things I just don't want to know. Because then you have to like... Then your brain starts connecting dots that you don't want it to connect and it's hard to shut it down to stop thinking about this. 
And the show does yeah. not help in a later scene, which we will get to. No, it, it's so funny. I generally enjoy the other two plot lines enough by Glee standards. And every time they cut back to this, I was like, Ugh. Well, and also, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry to tell you this. This is, like, literally the first time we've seen Will in, like, in any significant plot way in weeks. Like, right. he hasn't been doing anything. It has not been a show about Will Schuster. But, no, they're like, but actually right now. Again, if we hadn't spent so much time on the new kids last year and, like, actually built up to, like, Will and Emma being a team that we root for, like, we could have a we're trying for a baby plot line that's, like, cute and funny and quirky, but, like, not out of nowhere and, and therefore uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, if we had seen Emma and Will being a married couple at any point during this season besides just her showing right. up to want to bone in a bathroom, like, <laughs> it's just not a great yeah. look. Yeah. But the uh, council has approved the lock-in. However, Sue is canceling it because safety concerns, budget cuts, and, I don't know, let's say Obamacare. Fair. Yeah. I, that was actually the funniest Sue yeah, line, I thought. Yeah. yeah, Like, two out of those so three are probably very real, and, you know, what's a little Obamacare humor? Just, just sprinkle <laughs> in, it in. In the year of our Lord 2014. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And then Tina's sad and breaks oh down again. This did make me laugh. Again. Because, like, Blaine, yeah. and, Blaine and Sam are like, we just thought of this, like, yesterday. And she's like, and now it'll never happen. Right. Because it was it was the first one, but it was also going to be the last. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. then they make the very reasonable, simple plan of, like, we can just sneak in. Yeah. Oh, my God. I could have never. There you go. Absolutely not. No. Breaking, breaking I would have never rules. wanted to. No, thank you. That too. That close to graduation? Who knows what will happen if they get caught? They won't. I did. Because <gasps> yes. our school Ooh. had these really big ramps inside. And I thought it'd be really fun. And me and a bunch of friends got like um like little like luge things. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work at all. We like did it for like ten minutes and we're like, well <laughs> we did it. We seen your prank or whatever. <laughs> and we prank? just That's lovely. No, we, cool. it was meant we like invited so many people and so many people showed up to do it, but then everyone would do it once and take less than like, ten seconds okay. to get to the bottom and you're like Welp. Well, prank them. See you in two weeks, everybody. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> that was that was, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, that's they, they they're gonna they do gonna that do they're gonna come in and luge in their own high school yes in their own way um santana's doing her weave enter elliot she has this massive pl- or master plan to psych out rachel berry yeah um boy uh, she, she's going yeah. hard on wrecking rachel's life for an understudy role too right and it's all i love like- how much of it's hair based though <laughs> yes <laughs> And, like, sexy rehearsal clothes and posting photos from her chunky face, which, like, never really... Rachel Berry never had a chunky face. We saw her as a sophomore in high school. I could be misremembering this, but I remember at the time there was a lot of talk about how different-bodied Leah Michelle came from season one till now. And I think that might have been a meta-commentary thing. But, again, Mm. it's like in my things about Dot Marie Jones... We're making fun it's of like you're kind of commenting here. on yeah. Leah Michelle as a person. <laughs> okay, I give you that. Yeah, 
cool. Because I also cool. had a moment where I was like, Chunky Shays. Because th- she said sophomore. I was like, this right. is not when she started, started the, show? the show. Yes, it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's why I was confused. I mean, because really all. And I love that Elliot's just like, I don't know you. Right. I don't know. The choice to turn Elliot from like eccentric uh, glam rock uh, guy to just normal man who has who happens to be hanging out with these people really is has really made him much more enjoyable to be around. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It makes him so joyous. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she's divulging this plan. And Elliot's like, that's so high school. And Santana's like, life is so high school, just with bigger stakes. And bro, that's that's true. For some reason, life is just all high school, and I hate that. Um, but enough about me. Um, my, my next note is just LOL up her butt. I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> I know it was Santana responding oh, to something. Oh, it was where does like Rachel keep her like rehearsal songs or she, something? Yes. Oh, and, I don't and, know up her butt. Santana goes, I don't know up her butt. Iconic. Yes. Iconic. That was actually so funny. Okay, we fixed it. We got there. But yeah, and Santana's like betrayed by letting, by Elliot, quote unquote, letting Rachel stay with him. Letting is a big word there for sure. Right. And he's like, one, again, don't know you. Two, therefore can't be a traitor. Three, I need the money. And she's like, oh, I can help you with the money. Yeah. And I literally thought this was going to be him getting a job at that diner. Yeah. And then the actual thing that's revealed later is so stupid. Yes. Yeah. It is. This whole, well, like, that's the thing about, like, this slate of episodes we've been in. Nothing makes sense and matters. The, the writers are really just trying to... It's like someone was like, okay, well, the episode's only 20 minutes long with the actual plot beats we need to happen. So what other stupid shit can we just write down to right. move things forward? Yeah. So we can get to our 100th episode and do what we need to do. Right. And then we cut to a callback to the superhero thing from last time JW was on here. I That's so true. I thought about that. I was like, oh my gosh, how many episodes has this been in? Like, this is it. This is it. He's waiting for you. Um, <laughs> they knew. I love Blaine's commitment to, to cosplay. And he yes. was like, I only have so many chances to wear this. I'm like, yes, go off. I actually really liked Darren Chris's delivery when he was like, this is my last time to wear it unless I get into like a fetish website. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> actually not appropriate for the character's age but like actually pretty funny i mean could be who knows i'm glad we got to see all three actors do the same falling into the choir room bit yes Yes. all three we needed all three (laughs) all three one after the other after the other watch them prat fall into the choir room what are they landing on we don't know (laughs) but then we do get a really solid cover of don't you forget about me it's a very appropriate song for this moment, it is. really. It is. And, like, that made sense to me in the history of seniors, like, senior final hurrah numbers. Oh, yeah. And I think Jenna specifically has a very good voice for this. She really yes. does, yes. I like that they were playing around with, like, the pamphlets. And yes. Like, they... the, like, all of Emma's stuff and, like, the condoms. The one that says, I don't know if this is a new one or not, but the one that says, um, is it my period or did I get shot? <laughs> God. <laughs> Who hasn't felt like that? Am I right? But it also was like, hey, Emma's back. We can reference these pamphlets again. Love that. Love and then that. there's a lot of like playing with condoms and a lot of faces that feel like they mean something that then don't actually mean anything. Like they're sure. just making. And then they have a scooter. Whose scooter is that? Like. There's a lot they of. They get into all the cheerleader outfits at some yeah, point. They do. Yeah. 
it's very like it's very much your typical dude with like oh I'm such a man I put on a cheerleading uniform look how funny I am that's great in it really works oh yeah totally um yeah it this is a fun playing around an empty school number it's a song from Pitch Perfect of course I was yep thank you (laughs) thank you where everyone knows that from Um, of course (laughs) yes and it's very fun and like i said this is the second song we've heard like major feature on tina this episode 10 out of 10 agreed i love that for them and then becky catches them busted and then don't forget worry we get to watch her climb in and fall through the choir (laughs) yes thank fucking god i okay this is gonna be in total opposition to what i just said i actually kind of appreciate that they just showed her doing the same thing because (laughs) glee is always in this weird precipice with becky's character of people her saying something and she's got a very specific personality which we'll have to dive into this episode but i appreciate when it comes from a place of showing that people with down syndrome do act and like the exact same things as everybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Because, but I don't like that Glee always feels the need to punctuate it with like a confused look from the other cast members. Like, mm. how can this because be? Because she's like, I snuck in the window. And they're like, what? How? And the implication is a little murky to me that I didn't love. Yeah. So mm. I'm glad that you showed her. Yeah, I climbed in. <laughs> you left it open. and I knew I'm like the exact do. same height as Tina. Like, I don't know why this is weird. Yeah. Fair. Fair. If she can get in, I can get in. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And then uh, Becky just joins them and offers them 11-hour energy drinks. <laughs> oh, my um, God. And, <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then, like, extorts them into playing Twister. Yes. She's got to call the cops. She's if... call the cops. Meanwhile, she was painting the baby room, which big old throwback to like season one where Emma was like, what did you do to the craft room? Yeah. Which is like, why is that still the craft room after like, you have divorced? Too? I mean, sure. But like, that's your Many ex-wife's craft love room. Crafts. Okay, Maybe fine. they switched their bedroom in the craft room from when I lived there with Terry. And now they, you know, to clear out the demons. Maybe I kind of like the callback because it's like one of two callbacks to Terry in this episode, and no, it's so weird for about- Glee to remember its own history. Right. You will not forget about Terry Schuster. Don't you forget about Terry. Exactly. And I, d- I do like the idea, though, that like the craft room is maybe where Emma was uh, designing and printing her pamphlets. Yes. It's her craft. Ooh. There you go. Okay, I've come around. And I like the sentiment of Will being like, even though I think painting the nursery is a strong choice for the message. It's a strong choice, wrong choice for sure. But, yeah, but he's like, look, we need to just have fun with this. Yes. Yeah. Who wants to, who, who wants to have a, a child be raised in a household of worry and fear? Kind of a wild thing to say to your OCD partner. But yeah. <laughs> we're, he cured her of that a couple of seasons right. ago. Oh, yes. so. He's yeah. saying fix you. So it's all good. Yes. Painting the nursery. Did he really sing fix you? Yes. Oh, yeah. By Coldplay. He's, he knelt down and prayed with her and sang Fix You by Coldplay. Yes. Glee makes me forget things to protect my <laughs> mental health. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> and this is a cute little montage. It is. What song is this? Ian, I'm so glad you asked. Okay. This is um, called uh, Danny's Song. It is not yeah. the same as Danny Boy, but you know I'm who aware sings of that it? Much. Who? Ian, this is by Kenny Loggins. This is our <laughs> second episode in a row to feature a Kenny Loggins song. Thank God. Yeah, we're we're in our Kenny Loggins era here on Glee. It's about fucking time. I've been asking for weeks. 
Um, yeah, it's about the birth of his son, I guess. I guess. It's an old song, too. It's like the 70s. 71, in fact. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then yeah. I think there were a couple of different versions with, like, this was, like, Kenny Loggins doing duets. Mm. Yeah. So there was always, like, another part written into this because we get to hear Emma sing. Yeah. Yes. Sort of. A little. <laughs> Hooray. She supports, and I, I, don't, I think she has a nice voice, and I, I understand it never made sense for the plot of the show, but I was always like, oh, you can't let her sing. That's sweet. You made you let Artie, who can't walk in the plot of the show, be able to have dance numbers. You couldn't like true non diegetically get Emma to be just singing places. Like she does, she gets a few songs, and they right. always kill. Only if she's getting married. Yes, that was yes. the only time she got to sing. If she's in a wedding dress, she can sing, and that's it. <laughs> right. Let me ask y'all a question. Mm-hmm. There was a moment in the montage where Emma held up two movies. Yes. And one was Ever After. Yeah. And I swear the other one was a porn. It, it looked was called like, like that. It, call, it was called like Texas Road. Uh, it was like <laughs> Texas something house or something. Right. I was, I like, was like, is that supposed to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Scary movie. But that's clearly not the cover for that. No, and it just didn't look like a real movie. It didn't, but and so I expected the second movie she hu- held up to all, be similarly not real, but that is clearly Ever After. I thought you were so, going to say I those expected, rights. I thought you were going to say I expected the other movie she held up to be porn too. I mean, we she do just know, holds up two porns, and she's like, mm? we do know like, they're trying pick. to conceive. So, touche, fair. <laughs> um. I don't know. I was bored in the song. Like, there was cute stuff, but, like, it's I fine. didn't like the song itself. I also know Karina's thing with ballads, so. It's fine. I didn't, I mean, it's been a long time since we've heard Will sing, and I don't That's like true. it that the time we hear Will sing is, like, a very domestic build-up to sex montage. Like. Right. Because that's really what this is. This is a build-up to sex montage. Yeah. A very chaste one, but that's still what it is, and I don't really want that yeah i it does help earlier when we were talking about it'd be nice to just see them being a normal married couple yeah this felt like an apology for not showing (laughs) them yeah they're trying to cram an entire season's worth of marriage into the length of the song danny's song yeah and will fully like there's a, a a weird moment for me where he's like i never had big dreams i just wanted to teach art and whatever and i'm like your whole deal was that you had big you dreams. had big dreams yeah remember you tried and it to was go to broadway? sad that you didn't achieve them you you turned down your big dreams you to turned teach down broadway art. and also you went to washington to be a something for a while which also <laughs> got Susie peppered away yeah but we cut back to twister yes um sam and tina have ditched them um blaine gets a cramp in his leg so he's gonna walk off the cramp well, because he's been playing Extortion tw- Twister for seemingly hours at this point, based on how many energy drinks have been consumed. Right. And what does he find but Sam and Tina making out? This felt realistic to me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This felt big theater kid energy. 100%. And it felt like 11-hour energy was a stand-in for booze. Yes. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. 100%. Which is weird because they've just had alcohol episodes, so yes. I don't know why just not make it booze, but whatever. They, they fully had an episode they've where everybody had, was like, drunks, and like had, had to like, call, lay out the sauce. Becky getting drunk, because she got drunk right. with Tuck at a at a anti-prom or whatever. So yeah. instead of whatever our energies, why not just have Becky bring in like Zimas or something stupid? <laughs> oh my God. Just Please let it be Zimas. Yeah, because it really was like we're all fucked up on 11 hour energies which like you can get fucked up on 
energy drinks if you try hard enough. But like, yeah. they yeah, booze exists on this show. We've seen it. We've seen right, it teenage recently. drinking exists on this show. Like, yeah. come on. I do love that Blaine was like, "What about Nurse Penny, Sam?" <gasps> I cannot A character believe I would have never remembered. Right. Like, no believe- one's asking for Nurse Penny. I can't believe that canonically they're still dating, I guess. I, d- I guess. And now being cheated on, supposedly? I, uh, that would be I the I did math. love the way that they let Blaine run. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, that was so My funny. only note for that is, is this camp? Yes, <laughs> the way this that, is camp. This is what Blaine does. His reaction is, "Is this is camp. This He's, is camp. We've done it, Glee. Yeah, yeah. hooray. And my next note is, honestly, good on Ian Brennan for directing the chaos like this. Then we cut to Rachel being late for work. Santana has hired Elliot to run lines with her. That is how Elliot is getting his money. Literally so stupid. They should just be at rehearsal. Right? Just be at rehearsal. Yeah. That's what that's for. Also, Santana's off the clock, but in her uniform, sitting at the diner, running lines with with Elliot. Why? Now, I was like, Kurt is everything in this scene. Oh my God, Kurt. Yeah. Thank God Rachel's here now because table three needs a song they have requested this song because it's his oh wife's God. birthday this you made know me what they're laugh. this made me laugh so fucking much there's like the owner of the restaurant who i believe as we learned before is racist and anti-semitic but we're not talking about Absolutely. that this episode was like yeah this they've been coming in every year for his wife's gloria's birthday and they always request the same song and rachel's like happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny <laughs> no gloria oh okay Hit it! That was some really good legwork, Ian. Thank you. I love this cover, this, though. This was rad. This is this is it. This is perfect. Yes. People still talk about this cover to this day. Yeah, the performance was fun from everyone with them kind of like sing attacking each other. Yeah. yeah. This is a sing-off. That was cool. This is that what was a we wanted baby. every sing-off to be. Yes. And the realis- the realism that the rest of the patrons just think they're hearing a really good cover. Of yes. This. Oh my Love god. Uh, Adam uh. Lambert can't stop getting onto scaffolding and buildings that he shouldn't. He's like hanging yeah, from the rafters. This is the second episode in a row. Yes. Is this just what tall people do? They just I reach think out this is and a tall person. Wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. Yeah, just love grabbing <laughs> scaffolding. Thank God. Tall kings out there, legally aggressive now. <laughs> you just right. grab scaffolding? Are you just climbing on the know. walls wherever you go just because you can? And I love the idea that Elliot just gives up near the end. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, both singing and within, like, the show. It was, like, actually super well done for storytelling. It was. Also, the cut to Kurt just sitting there looking tired. Like, just being yeah. over it. Uh, and it's, it's such a good cover. It's so good. It's such a good cover. Like... Honestly, not since probably Valerie. Like, has we have we had like such a standout number? I mean, I'm sure there have There's been. Ha- I'm sure. Valerie Rumor has like it someone like you, which but well, every number we've mentioned that was so before far Valerie. This is just a rare version that I might pick this version over the original song. That's fair. It's got some That's three fair. very powerful voices on it. This is a killer arrangement. And then at the end, the second after the kitty line, my favorite line. <laughs> that I feel like a lot of people watching this would just kind of like miss is they come over and they were like, so Elliot, now they call him star child for yeah. five seconds. Star right. child, you got to make a decision. Who's better. He's like, look, you're both pretty. Yes. <laughs> and that was so funny. <laughs> was he so like, he's like, look, funny. we know what this at the end of the day is about. Basically this is right. petty. This is stupid. You're yes. both pretty. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not dealing with this. Like, 
I'm not. I'm done with the band. I'm done with being your scene partner. I'm not your best gay. Maybe you're used to this, Kurt, but I'm out. Bye. <laughs> Rachel, you can still be my roommate because we don't want to need. We don't. The writers don't want to deal with that again. <laughs> no, <right? laughs> that was too hard last time. Back in the hallway, uh, Blaine is still mad. Um, they just, but Tina and Sam just needed to get it out of their system. They decide they don't want to be a couple anymore. Uh, they want to be a trio again. So let's hang out. Kind of love this, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense, honestly. Yeah. The joke where Blaine was like, I could have gone bowling with Artie and Kitty, but I didn't want to be a third wheel. And Sam very quickly and quietly goes fifth wheel. Fifth wheel. <laughs> I have a question about that, though. Mm-hmm. Would it be fourth wheel? Well, it. I no, think I the technically, other two wheels are Artie's wheelchair wheels. Yeah. yeah that's what I mean, but that's two. Yeah. He, no, and a wheelchair Kitty's... has four. Does it? Yeah, two in the front, two yes. in the back. It does have, like, the guide wheels in the yeah. front. Okay, that yes. makes a lot more sense to me. I had a moment where I was like, I feel like that math doesn't add up. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, so, so Sam's very quick wheelchair math was correct. <laughs> well, that's another thing that, like, look, Artie is treated kind of poorly in this episode. But correct. also, he is dating the best character. Yeah. So I don't feel yeah. bad for Artie. Yeah, he's the yeah. only, and he's the only senior dating anyone, except apparently Sam, who was maybe dating Nurse Penny off, off screen Question forever. Mark, yeah. Yes. Has a potentially illegal relationship with somebody. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, like, to your point, like, this would have paid off so much more if we had built up to Artie starting to feel, like, othered or, like, um, excluded by those three. Instead, all of a sudden, it's just he's salty about, like, this one instance where three of he's them are hanging out without him. That they sing. <laughs> oh, my God. Jumpin' jumping. They sing jumping. Also, Artie couldn't have jumped through the window, so he couldn't have come to the lock-in. Uh, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even You're right, though. I didn't either Im- until just now. The implication that that's what, why they didn't They're invite like, him. They're like, we can't invite Artie. Here's the thing, though. I think there was. I think to your point, Ian. Though, there's an actual good plot line here where they're just like, the three of us are just closer. Mm. Yeah, because that has been established. The writers weirdly have made the three of them like have relationships. The thing is, because yeah, because last episode was all about like Tina and Artie's like long term undying friendship, where they uh, Christmas shoot each other to um, (laughs) give up valedictorian. Um. But the show has gone through really what it is. You can't just say so Christmas funny. shoot each other and just go on, Karina. Fuck That's Christmas what they did. They did. Um, yes, but you can't just drop that. It's too good of a joke to it's just blaze past. They did. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, but I'm realizing now as we talk about it that the show has gone through great pains to show that Blaine and Tina were like besties and then Sam and Blaine were besties. So really this is just Blaine and his two closest friends. Yeah. Which makes sense actually. Cause they've never gone through any pains to show Artie and Blaine hanging out. So yeah, it, it does actually make that much sense that Blaine is like the glue holding that little trio together. Sure. Right. Until they make out. And then they're like, Oh, maybe which, we also yeah. like each other in a making out kind of way. Right. I also like that the show acknowledges that two people can make out and not fall in love with each yeah. other. Yeah. Honestly, correct. They just wanted to back on each other for a while. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. See what it's like? Not for me. Thanks. Yeah. That feels very theater. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then Blaine is not having it. So he's like, yeah, go have fun and fondle each other's boobs or whatever. And, and Sam is like, should we? Should we? And Tina's <laughs> like, 
And we never find you out. You just called me unattractive for like five minutes. Right. <laughs> no. Um, so we cut to uh, Kurt and company um, with Santana and Rachel. And they're like, okay, this is your one last chance to act like an adult. Like you've only been like you've only been here for two months, and this is all thrown like going to shit. And I love this line that Santana said, which was, "Blink One Eighty Two didn't get along, and they still found a way to suck as a band for years." So funny. Is that true? So Does Blink One Eighty Two hate each other? Is that a known fact? I there's always been rumors. Mm-hmm. Right. I am a I I really like Blink One Eighty Two, yeah. and nice. so I followed them. They I think their stuff was just actual creative differences. Mm. Mm. Like like how most people say it, I think that was really because they were always pop and punk. Yes, they sure. certainly were. Yeah, I might be listeners. I might be talking out of my butt here, uh, but that's kind of what I remember that story being. Fortunately and and unfortunately, I'm not sure that our listener base is going to remember Blink One Eighty Two. Which is like really cool, but also like One Eighty Two. I mean, yeah. yeah, we're millennials. Um. But Kurt disbands the band, and he starts a new band with Demi and Adam, or Starchild, Elliot, whatever. And they already have and, their first gig. And Demi's character's name is Danny. It's very different. It's and how dare you? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And they already have their first gig. That was fast. Um, yeah. I so, assumed it's the same gig. It's the same and Kurt gig. Was just like whatever. Yeah. That what would make I don't sense, understand actually. is and like why they had to go through the effort of making it a new band when they can just be like, we're the same band with two less members now. <laughs> like yeah. Going through the effort of printing a new drum thing. Yes. Listen, my friend was in a band and he's no longer in that band and three other people have left that band and they're still called that band. Yeah, that's like, like the Theseus ship of bands where yeah. how many people can you replace before it's a different band? Exactly. I also think it's who knew that Glee would get to this weird point where one of the plot lines is that Chris Colfer is in a band with Adam Lambert and Demi Lovato. Wow. And I, I'm going to say this. I think Danny's a hilarious character. I love that. Like Danny's like, look, I know we're dating Santana. We don't seem that serious. So I am going to do this. Right. Right. <laughs> and later when she was like, I feel really guilty for being so okay with kicking you out of the band. I was like, wow, that that's was, a really funny line, so Demi Lovato. Funny. Demi Lovato, who has, again, also not been on the show in weeks and weeks and weeks at this point, just and showed truly, up today, was like, whatever. Yeah, my t- hair is blue. My yeah. hair is blue now. No one knows why. I'll take a check. And exactly. Like that's, that's the then we cut to like this gig, and that's the first instance we see Demi as Danny. Like they just are there to sing. Um, I what song is this? I don't know what it's called. It's called, it's the, called happening. the Happening. Great. The- she she crushes this. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I literally this was the only time I was like Adam Lambert could take a a break for a second yeah. because I was like this is great. Did Demi Lovato just have this in the repertoire? And Demi was like, you know what I could do? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of the Supremes. Yeah, it's, well, because, like, they come on stage um, trying to explain that they're a new band. Someone in the audience just goes, shut up and shut sing. Shut up and sing. Yep. Perfect. Clocked it. Yep. Um, We're not invested in this. Right. They're, all wearing, they're all wearing fun little suits. Um, Solid branding off the top. Good for yes. them. Yeah. It, and very, like, non-gender conforming, too, yes. for everybody. It's, it's great. because it's a very, like, queer band. It is. I'm yeah. living for. Yeah, it's real cool. Yeah. And they, they do a bang-up job on this yeah. song. 
This is not an Adam Lambert song because, as we've discovered, he only can sing rock songs um, on this show. At least I don't know yeah, about I was gonna say, rem- Remember when he played Fierro in Wicked? No, <laughs> he did. When is that? What he had? I, to- I was just watching a TikTok about how he had to quit Wicked to be on American Idol. No, I thought it was the reverse. Well, he said he, he had to like maybe it was a different Wicked that he was on at that point. But you had to quit Maybe. being on Wicked because you couldn't be on American Idol unless you were an amateur status. So if you were getting paid for entertainment in any way, you couldn't go on. I'd have to look that up because I remember like it being American Idol's Adam Lambert is now Fierro. It's probably he was in like a summer stock or something version Like he was of in it. another professional show. Yes. Because he was also what American Idol would call an old at that point he was 26 and you couldn't be older than 27 to be on american idol apparently that's the exact same age as the real world back in the day and top model yeah 27 was just when they decided people were done yes once you turned 27 you were too old for reality tv wow too, too old for a creative career yes. basically <laughs> yikes i um do love the realism of elliot drinking a drink and then the show like kind of just starts and he he has to put it down real yes. quick. I'm like, I have been there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Santana and Rachel just watch. Yeah, and they're, like, maybe a little embarrassed, like, that. That they're everyone... not in the fun, they're not in the fun trio anymore. Yeah. Which is called, by the way, One Three Hill, which. A plus. Chef's yeah. kiss. I love that. Fucking also, love that. it's just, this is a world where literally everyone that they know in their friendship circle is extremely talented. Yeah. And I think it's really funny, especially for the Rachel character, that she's like, well, they, I, they probably can't do it without me. I'm like, mm-hmm. this show literally cast two of our most famous singers. It's Demi Lovato and Adam La- and Queen's Adam Lambert. I Queens think they're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then we cut to Rachel digging through Santana's panty drawer, which used to be her scented candle drawer. Oh, my God. Drawer. I literally sat and was like, who the fuck has a drawer? Who keeps their scented candles in a drawer? I had the thought, and then Santana says it, where she's like, yeah, who the fuck she can't say <laughs> keeps their scented candles in a drawer? That's bonkers behavior. But then this rolls into a really nice conversation. Yes. Yeah. Where these characters who have been enemies to begrudging friends to like good friends to enemies again. And Santana says the truth, which is I saw an opportunity and I took it and you'd have done literally the exact yep. same thing. I love that. That was so real. And also the Quinn thing that we mentioned earlier right. about yeah. like they're what coming does it to say the realization that we're an hour away and, and we never talk. Yeah. That that they are that they're each other's closest female friend. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. But it's it's true kind yes. of in the world of the show, but it's also like but they're, like, it's a moment where you'd want the characters to reflect on it. Yeah. Yes. Because the reason that yeah. they're each other's closest female friends is much like what they were talking about earlier, is proximity. Is that those yeah. three people are roommates. And so, yeah, of course, that's going to be the person you stayed in touch with in high, after high school is the person who shows up and moves into your Brooklyn loft unannounced. Yeah. Man. <sighs> and, and then, to interrupt this... The band comes in to rehearse with, like, a full cake for some reason. A full cake. Uh, good for them. This is when we get that amazing Danny line where <laughs> she was like, I feel really guilty about being so okay with kicking you out. Okay. I also have to... I've got a fun little game for you guys. Because yes. they, they're walking in and doing, like, walking into a room chatter. Like, oh, we didn't know you were going to be here. And Elliot, they're all holding, like, the, like, stereotypical New York coffee cups, right? The, like, bodega cups, yeah. And Elliot is saying the sentence, 
And it just is, well, when you're in New York and you ask for a black coffee, and that's when he gets cut off. What yes. what is he going to say? What is what is the trope of when you are in New York and you're when you ask for a black coffee? My assumption is that in New York you you don't actually say black. You just say I want a coffee, mm-hmm. and the assumption, unless you say other words, is that you're going to get a black coffee. Yeah, so you don't have to be specific. Because I, anytime I go outside of New York and I try to order any coffee. That's like at a because I try not to frequent like the bigger places. Um, so when I'm at a mon pa place in North Carolina and I order a coffee, I'm like, yeah, I want blah blah blah. And they're like, okay, we need more from you. Please tell me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not like <laughs> Wow. Right. There's no there's no shortcuts. <laughs> right. Wow. But in New York we're about efficiency. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's funny because if you came to Massachusetts and you ordered a coffee regular, you would get cream and sugar. I've heard of that. That is fascinating. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that of a a coffee regular being milk and you sugar. You would say regular though. You would say I want a coffee regular. Yes. Yeah. Huh. I don't do that. Yeah. I think it's more of an Eastern Mass thing, and it's like a very specific kind of like meme of doing it at a Dunkin'. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I love I love little regional differences mm-hmm. like that. Like yes. Like like just small like non controversial little regional differences are so funny to me. Yes. They're so fun. Uh, love when it. Zach moved here and was like, what do you mean you call that a rotary instead of a roundabout? Because Western Massachusetts is like one of the only places that calls like a traffic circle a rotary. He's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. We just do. I think JW and I both just learned something right now. Yep. Uh, yeah. I've always just called this circles. I didn't call them either thing. And we're not, are we talking about like the jug handle or roundabout or is this like literally like. Oh, like a traffic a circle. circle. Okay. When you yeah. like. Go I would in, always just say the traffic circle. Which is I've okay. never called them either a roundabout and a well, rotary. It's both so much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of like when you get off an exit. That's just an exit. Yeah, that's like, an exit. I guess I'm thinking of maybe this is just like a New Jersey, like New York Like instead of a thing. four-way stop. <laughs> Ian, you aren't turning around in those exits, are you? That's so dangerous. That explains so much, guys. Wow. Thank <laughs> like you. Like instead of a four-way stop, it's just like a little island and you go around in a circle. That, and... Okay. Okay. Nope. Yeah. I'm with you there. Until you dare to fear all. <laughs> or if you're yeah, me, I get scared. Or if you're yes. me, you just park and say, I live here now. And... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm caught up. Yes. Um, no. Perfect. So yes, when you're in New York, you ask for black coffee. They, that's too much information for them is what we've learned. I guess. Folks, that's what you've learned when you travel to New York. It's about efficiency. Indeed. And then weirdly, Santana goes to work. Rachel goes to rehearsal. What yes. the fuck? They should just both be going to one or the other place. I mean, it makes sense they wouldn't both necessarily go to work, work. because people can work different shifts. But if yes. based on what uh, the dad from Twilight said last episode... Um, Every time Santana Rachel's rehearsing something, Santana is also supposed to be rehearsing it. So I mean, it's and, pretty common for the understudy to do that. I think. I mean, and it makes sense, like especially if it's kind of the situation that we were talking about last time, where Santana is truly her standby and her only mm-hmm. job is just to be there in case Rachel gets sick. Santana is going whenever Rachel is going. Yes. Yeah, and you would also think just for the show. They would always want that drama of now they're stuck together. Yeah. Like now they have to, like they almost made up and now they kind of have to sit in the tension of that liminal space of are we friends again? Are we not? I don't know. And this drop from Kurt that one of the, I can't remember which of the two other characters it was, but it's like, we picked out the best trio song ever and just to set up that they're going to sing the same song that other people are yes. going to be yes. singing. Yes. 
I also like that, um, I think, like, the response to uh, what Demi was saying, like, Santana hugs her goodbye and is like, you're a dirty traitor. Like, yeah. Yeah. So funny. So good. So good. And then, uh, finally, we cut to Blamtina. Blaine admits he was freaking out and apologizes. It's senior weird. It's senior weird. It's senior year. The it senior is senior year we weird. got is so weird, is what he says. Yeah. Thank you Which for bearing true. with me. Which is true. Yeah. Yeah. So he freaked out when this perfect night he planned didn't go as planned. Um, and you know what? Nothing's going to change because we're going to be friends forever. Another great opportunity to sing Grease, and they just don't. Yeah. Artie enters, understandably salty. Oh, and by the way, Nationals is next week. And what are we going to do about it? Let's give you let, let's give you some let's give you a rest. You've worked hard enough. Yeah. Yeah, apparently a rest also means that Will didn't plan anything because then when the our trio of seniors and eventual quartet is like, "Can we just do a song?" He's like, "Yeah, he's like, I'm I not going to do anything." Fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But make sure you're ready to Marley, go to LA. anything? <laughs> well, getting paid for doing nothing. All right, fine, whatever. <laughs> oh, Marley's in this? Yeah. All oh, right, Marley. Yeah, yeah. How's your hat collection? How's your mom? Be my last opportunity to say this. I'm just gonna say it was fascinating to me that they set up Marley to be this huge character. Gave her a lot. She's a phenomenal actor in everything yeah. else she's ever been yeah. in. She is our super girl. Yeah. And then just gone. I gave up. They're like, gave up. Ah. if I remember correctly, in the next like nationals and whatever they go to, she doesn't even get a solo. I don't think she does because they're going to <sighs> nationals next week. We'll find out very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week at Glee Aggressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so then um, they ask Artie to join this one last trio so that they can all sing that Wilson Phillips song. Yep. And this is one of, the, I remembered this in the recesses of my brain. I have forgotten most of Glee, especially these later seasons. For your mental Fair. health, of course. Yes. Season six couldn't tell you a plot line. Couldn't tell you a plot line. On, I really can't. That's because can't. there isn't like, a plot line in season six, but yeah. you're fair. And... Then I know Kitty comes back. That's the that's my entire journey. Good. <laughs> um, but I remember they come out to sing Hold On. Everyone looks great. They're in these like brown neutrals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's an actual setup that I feel like a school could do. Yep. And for some reason, everyone who's watching them is laughing. Yeah. Yeah. And Why? I am going to say right now, I have a theory that these scenes weren't filmed for this song. Mm. I think all the stuff we see from the, the younger folks in the Glee Club with Will in the audience are unrelated. Because they're laughing, they're pointing, they're doing all these things as if a funny song is happening. It's not a funny song. No. What a fun little conspiracy And no one's doing theory. anything funny. They're not even playing with that. each other. They're singing separately. Yeah. Yes. I love wow. this. Wow. That's correct. Yeah. But then it's every character we know is also singing this song. Yes. Right. It's one of those. It's intercut with the New York kids, which I hated. Like, Oh, really? Like, yeah, I mean. I mean, like, I'm, I, like, I kind of like why. it. I get why. And, like, you're correct to like it and all of that. But, like, I'm just like, it, this just could have been the three of, makes, or the four of them at this point. Give it, it to the four of them. It makes more sense for them all to be singing than when they had to intercut the New York kids singing uh, the Fox with Puppets. So, you know. Yes. No, yeah, we're, that's a, this is a, so this was a almost step or two this. above that. It's like the same characters doing that frame, basically. That's yeah. Man, um, what a low. And then you think you're done. You're like, okay, they sang their finale song. This is surely the end of the episode. We can all go home now. Except but we can't. Cut, cut to Will packing. Yes. And Emma comes in. He's like, 
the actual line that I get was funny. He's like, hey, you better start packing. It's two days. And I know you like to vacuum seal everything. <laughs> that an was, actual funny line. Yes, an actual <laughs> funny line. Actual real. And she's like, I can't go. And he's like, why? We're going to fuck. Yeah, and he does she's, say that. Pretty much, he he's like, yeah, it's it's prime baby making week, and she's like, the baby's already been made. Yuck. Okay, <laughs> not to like get too into weeds about how children are made, but like that brings in a lot to question about the timeline of this episode, because the beginning of this episode implies that they have tried for a cycle, waited the amount of time between trying and when you can find out, which is roughly two weeks, and then manage to try again and wait a second round of two weeks for Emma. So that means this episode takes place over the course of a month, which nothing about it implies. Which we know that that's not true. Because of, it does take place over multiple days. Days, yes. But we all know that the timeline doesn't really exist in Glee. Well, and moreover... Why can't Emma go? Yeah, it's there's no rule about flying when you're about a day and a half pregnant, which is what she <laughs> yes. is. That was the weirdest thing to me is they act like as soon as you're pregnant, you're done. You're stuck on the ground, you're actually. Grounded. Yeah. yeah, you are. Get in bed now, Emma. <laughs> Bye. And I was, I was like, she's not there. And I don't remember, but I, I'm assuming the next time you see Emma, she's going to be like nine months pregnant and having this child. I think literally the next time we see her, she is actually just has just already had the child great um thank god i guess you could if you wanted to be charitable like and you could be like she probably just feels really shitty and doesn't want to like maybe she's very you know nauseous tired doesn't want to deal with a bunch of high schoolers and going across the country but that's being charitable i truly feel like so much of glee was them getting the actor schedules and having to write episodes based on who they would have for what episode. Like we can get and so they literally had to write a line in this episode because they knew they didn't have Emma yes. for next week. They're like, okay, right. write her out. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and that's it. That's how the episode actually ends. I do appreciate that we do get the Terry throwback as well. Yes, he was like, yes, Are you yes. serious? Because last time this happened, <laughs> I appreciate fake. that. I thought that was so funny. I'm so glad they brought up Will's pregnancy drama, frankly. You'd think he would actually be more anxious. Right. It was kind of nice. Yes. It was, again, I just, <laughs> I hate how much I appreciate when a show like this, a drama at its core, yeah. remembers its history. Because that's the bare basics of what you can do. The yeah. fact is that we're always so proud of Glee for having an ounce of continuity is not like, it's a low <laughs> bar, but I love every time they clear it. Yeah. yeah. It's always nice I love to it. See. It's it's like every time in the older seasons where Sugar and Joe would walk in and they're like, "Oh my god, Sugar oh and Joe." God. It must be t- it must be time for that 12 person minimum we yeah. need. Um remember Sugar and Joe, remember Rory? Uh Who is Rory? The Irish kid. Oh! Remember? Geez. He won a Glee project. Glee project with Joe. Exactly. They were co-winners. That's right. In my head, Alex Newell won. I know that. I mean, Alex Newell won in life. So yeah. Oh, Alex Newell won overall. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our episode, which means we do get to talk about some music that was featured on this episode. A pretty banger of an episode for that. Um. So of course you are going to spend your real human money to purchase one of these songs, own it for life. Here are your choices: Jumpin' Jumpin', Barracuda. Don't you, parenthetical, forget about me, 
Really? Yeah, that's a parenthetical song, Ian. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Danny's song, oh. Gloria, The Happening, and uh, Hold On. JW, as our guest, you the floor is yours first. Well, I know you're going to pick Danny's song, Ian, because <laughs> you're you such a fan me. and knew so much about the music. <laughs> I mean, look, here's I actually own Gloria. Yeah. Like, I fully bought Gloria at the time. There you go. I'll say this, though. Hold On's not bad. It's not. No, it's a good cover. We didn't get too much into it, but it was a great cover. And I'm a fan of when Glee does a cover that only Glee could do, mm-hmm. which is multiple different characters, voices, whatever. Yeah. I, my yeah. least favorite Glee numbers are the karaoke ones, where it's just Leah Michelle doing fireworks. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, that's that. not going to be better or worse than the Katy Perry version. So I like it when it's Gleeified. And Glory was also yeah. 100% that. 100%. Um, I'm also going with Gloria. This is an episode where there's a pretty right answer, and that is the cover of Gloria. If I had to pick a backup, it probably would actually be Barracuda. But again, that's sort of just like an Adam Lambert cover with a little Lee Michelle. I was about to say, I, I expected you to say Barracuda because of how much you enjoyed I the Adam Lambert. I think it's just because it had it. stuck in my brain. Although, Dark Horse of Don't You Forget About Me was also a pretty good cover. That would be my backup. Like, There's not... There's not, like, a wrong one in this one. I would say getting Danny's song, paying money for the Glee's cover of Danny's song might be wrong. I'm not going to buy it, but if I listened to it again, I wouldn't be like, oh, turn it. No. There's some really good songs this episode. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So few of them are trios. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Like, trio was more of a state of mind than anything. Almost none of them are helpful to the plots at all. They are just fun. But still, fun is fun. Fun do be fun. Fun to be fun. Yeah. Um, cool. So, uh, I guess, so since last time, JW, are there any, like, songs or musical artists or, like, themes? Like, is there anything you wish you could have seen Glee cover that they didn't or couldn't? Okay, let me say, I have been obsessed with this artist named Lou Kala, and Lou is everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's spelled just L-U, new word, K-A-L-A. Mm-hmm. And she is just banger after banger recently. And I feel like she's the kind of smaller artist that Glee would have probably ripped off financially, but covered one of her songs. And she recently had one um, called Hotter Now, that the idea is now that someone broke up with someone, I'm hotter now. Mm. And I was like, that could be inserted into so many Absolutely. Glee yeah, plot for lines. Sure. That is the and song so, I wish they would have had, yeah. Yeah, it was so. I just, I also just want to shout out that artist, frankly, just because indie love artists that. deserve the love. And it's she, she was my first person I like discovered on TikTok. Love nice. that, you know. Yeah. And now, opposite question: any artists, musical entities, albums, whatever that you're happy they could not or did not touch? <laughs> oh goodness! Um, I don't know if y'all saw the news, but there, there's like rumors of the Glee reboot, mm-hmm. and I feel like everyone's just like super worried about like who they're going to, whose music they're going to uh, ruin. I am glad that they didn't do a lot of Celine Dion. Yeah, I feel like yeah. truly only Celine can do Celine. I feel like that it would have been very easy to have. I don't know if they ever did any Celine. I don't know. They actually. did. Um, Rachel's cabaret audition was Celine Dion. They've done okay. And they have because done Celine Michelle. Two, she can do three, it pretty well. Four. They've done five Celine songs. Um, what? Yeah. Um, oh, they did to love you more. Yeah, most yes. of them were Rachel. One was one, Tina, right? One was Tina, and one was to love you more was Tina, and one for was sure. um Sunshine. 
and um oh right who also who did all by myself yeah, yeah. well mm, right, right, right 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 i'm glad they didn't do more i didn't realize I, you're right though that's so many yeah more than we that's expected so holy funny. shit yeah oh my god i mean look the rachel cover of it's all coming back to me now is not but bad. a lot of these are yeah. are karaoke yes yes yeah they didn't yeah, do a lot a of point. deep cuts i would say all right plug time i guess right yes okay let's so, plug let's plug it <laughs> plug it in plug it in jw crump thank you so much for returning Yay. to our show always a goddamn blast to have you here Thanks, where can y'all. people find you on the internet and stuff what would you like to plug I think the best thing for our podcast listeners, if you uh, liked me here and want to hear more of me uh, talking about a TV show, I am one of three co-hosts of Pod Lita. That's Top Model Podcast spelled backwards. It's an episode-by-episode, cycle-by-cycle recap of America's Next Top Model. We are um, coming up on the last three cycles. That's right. If you get into us, you've got 21 full cycles of entertainment. We have like 250-something episodes. It's insane. Um, and yeah, we're really excited that we're getting into the cycle that a lot of people remember because Now DeMarco wins. Oh, yeah. And Now DeMarco is one of those contestants that's kind of gone beyond the show in relevance. It's the last season um, I watched. Yeah, and then we get into those two weird VH1 seasons, one that was hosted by Rita Ora instead of Tyra, and those two v- those VH1, VH1 seasons, out of my head. So I'm very excited to experience them anew, so that's Pod Leadum, um, and check us out wherever you find your podcast. I can tell you, as someone who uh, needed, I was like, I need a new podcast to listen to. All my ones like stopped updating frequently, and I was like, you know... I watched a lot of Top Model back in the day as someone who then started and boy, having a podcast with that much back backlog, beautiful. I I'm hurtling my way through your episodes. I just started oh, I just you. started a uh, season sixteen, which is a cycle I never watched, so I'm just going in blind. I'm like Whatever. Cycle 16's one of my favorites, too, because a lot of us didn't remember it. It's this weird bridge season between that and then you get All-Stars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's such a such a fun show. Such a good listen. My ch- Thank my, you so much. That is what I my car uh, podcast was for about a month and a half straight. We get that a lot. We get a lot. We're a lot of people's cleaning podcast, and I'm very excited My for Spotify that. rap was like... Hey, you listened to ten thousand hours of this 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 uh, I was year. so excited for both of you when you posted that. Like that was like Good so show. tender. Oh, very fun! Yeah, thank you so. I love that when you y'all posted your Spotify rap to my last episode was your most popular. Yo, I was I, I was, was like proud I'm of gonna that come one. back for a trio. <laughs> yeah, I was like bring them back. Oh, a hundred percent. If, if you look at season six and there's like quartet, <laughs> I will lose my mind. If I'm anything I don't know with if the I word can watch season six it. with y'all. Any, anything with the with the letters F-O-R. Yes. Um. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, our show is at Glee Aggressive. Uh, Glee Aggressive on uh, threads now. I've started, po- I guess I've started posting stuff. You did? I got a notification was- on my yeah, I was in Instagram. the middle of posting something when we were in the middle of figuring out if this was going to happen tonight. Um, so find us there, interact with us, write in at uh, gleeaggressive at gmail.com. Karina, what should they write in about today? Um, write in, and what song would you request for your birthday at the uh, Singing Waitress Diner? <laughs> Is it happy birthday? <laughs> 
And where can people find you, Karina? You can find me on the same place on both TikTok and Blue Sky, and that is Epic Adventure of. And Ian? And you can find me at iBroski on all of the social medias. Hooray. Dropping Power Ranger Ballads. That's I right. Hope That's so. right. That'll be Honestly, my, the next bright spot in 2024. I'm considering like a Patreon or GoFundMe kind of thing. And like, I will 100% make that a reward tier if you like support the album project that I'm trying to get done. Um, yeah. Yes. Go off, Ian. Yes. Absolutely. An, an advanced copy of the Power Rangers Turbo cover. <laughs> Vinyl, please. <laughs> I'd do it. I one two-minute song. Yes. Uh, well, JW, thank you so much again for joining us. Always a pleasure. Thanks, y'all. And thank you, folks, for listening with us. You can join us next week. We are going to be talking about Season 5, Episode 11, City of Angels. Ooh. Because, guys, next week is Nationals. Mid-season episode Nationals. Yes. Um, Which means, Ian, I have to ask, did this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next episode of Glee? It didn't make me. It didn't make me want to, but I'm interested. I will do it. I mean, I have to anyway. You but have I will to. Do There's it. no choice. Your hands are yes. tied. Glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive.